1: we recorded this a little while ago at uh, Comic-Con, which feels like – in one sense, it feels like it just happened yesterday, but actually, it was uh, two months ago. Uh, <laughs> Comic-Con was two whole months ago, and we didn't put this one out right away just for timing purposes because the guests are Joel Hodgson and Bruce Campbell. It was our second live – that was our, the second show we did that night. And uh, it's because we were holding on to it to help promote the return of Ash versus Evil Dead Sunday, October 2nd at 8 p.m. on Stars, which Lydia and I are very excited about uh, because we watched the shit out of the first season. And, uh, and I'm super excited to see. I want to see what Ash and the gang are up to in season two of Ash vs. Evil well, Dead. You get Evil to it in a
2: couple days.
1: It's just a couple days from now. But, the, you know, the bummer part is that I just get too spoiled with binge watching. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we'll watch it. And then you have to wait. And then we have to you're wait. Like, you have to wait? Like a cave person. I hate that. I don't like waiting. Who wants to wait? No one
3: can wait anywhere. We're no all problem. so spoiled.
1: <laughs> no, no, no problems. I can't wait for the show that I like. But Bruce is also going to be on uh, At Midnight.
3: Oh, awesome. So
1: he's going to be on At Midnight Wednesday the 28th, which is very likely the day that you're listening to this. If you miss that, go online and find it at uh, Comedy Central's website or cc.com or use the app or whatever. But um, yeah, and then the other person was Joel Hodgson. To talk about the return of Mystery Science Theater, which doesn't have a premiere date yet, but it's on Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix, and it's being hosted <laughs> by Nerdist's own Jonah Ray. Now, I say Nerdist's own like we have some sort of ownership owner of him, but we don't really. I just say that affectionately. But uh, Jonah is killing it right now yep. between the meltdown with jonah and kumail and then uh mystery science theater and then uh hidden america yeah. which they're doing more of and 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 very sadly uh they're not going to be doing the wednesday night show anymore no. at meltdown i don't know if another show i have to talk to caitlin to find out if they're going to do another they're going to replace it with another stand-up show on wednesday nights but uh yeah the meltdown with jonah, with jonah Kamel is ending i think october 19th I think it's the, the last, last day the last it's gonna day, be really sad which is gonna be very sad and very emotional and uh a lot of people came out of that show and started from that show that that show predates Nerdist. Yeah. That show was that meltdown before Nerdist was it before there was a Nerdist so it's uh it's a big decision which I am sad about but support because I feel like it's important for people to evolve.
2: They're all doing such great. things. And they're things. all
1: doing such great things. So it is. It, it sucks to lose the show, but it also, if you care about these guys, you know that it's an opportunity for them to be to grow yes. and to do and to do other things and bigger things. So I'm very proud of both of them, and I, I adore them. And uh, Bruce, so Bruce Campbell, Joel Hodgson, and then Matt and Jonah are on this episode too. This was at uh, recorded at the Balboa Theater in mm-hmm. San Diego during Comic Con uh, this year. Here's Notes Podcast number eight twenty eight. San Diego Comic-Con, show number two with Joel Hodgson and Bruce Campbell. Groovy Bruce. And groovy Joel. (laughs) Boy, I didn't even try on that one. (laughs) Katie, roll the thing as I pick up the pieces of my embarrassment.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com. (laughs)
1: up <laughs> Welcome to the Late Show Nerdist Podcast at San Diego Comic-Con 2016.
4: The Late Show. The Late Show. It gets a little blue. We're going to do some carpool karaoke. It's going to be
0: great. <laughs> Our signature bits like carpool karaoke. We've literally done a video where it's us singing in a car. Remember yeah. when Matt sang all the lyrics to... Uh, it was...
4: Uh,
1: semi-charm semi-charm China China Live. Yeah. yeah.
0: And went a little something like this.
1: You know the whole Yes. yeah.
4: Yeah. You still remember it? I mean, you don't forget something like that. Okay. Will you just say the lyrics cuz I just want to hear what they sound like if they were just spoken. The sky was gold. hang on. I got a here sky was gold. The sky was gold. I wish somebody once told me back there. Please, please. Eh, turns out I don't. Do ever what you want to do. Coming over you. There you go. Uh,
1: <laughs> you just needed a little bit. <laughs> yep, that's all I wanted. Uh, I'm very excited. We're just gonna get, jump right into the show because our first guest is—he's uh, right there. Oh, he thumbs, thumbs, thumbs up. We got thumbs up. We got the thumbs up. Please welcome Joel Hodgson, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater's Joel Hodgson. Yo. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh yeah.
3: Hey, Joel Hodgson. Is this? Can we? Yeah. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Great to see you, Matt, Jonah, Joel, Chris Hardwick. Audience. I mean this is <laughs> almost technically a mystery science theater panel with the two of you guys. Oh yeah, on here. it is. It's getting closer, but we've got a little something for that Coming guys. up in the new year. Oh. <laughs> it's okay with you, Chris.
4: Sure. I'd love to. Uh, by the way, congratulations on uh, dominating Kickstarter.
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> it was, you. Like, insane. Wow.
4: Thank you. You have some of my money, you got some of Jonah's money. I did donate money. Wow, that's pretty cool. It felt weird.
1: Jonah Jonah got to host because he donated in the circle where you would get to host the show. Yeah, (laughs) I'm in
0: in so much debt, but it's worth it for childhood dreams.
3: (laughs) He's kind of torn, like, I wanted to have a career, and I felt like, oh, I ultimately had to throw money at it to get it to work. (laughs) One of one claimed.
0: Yeah. Oh,
4: man. What? (laughs) What?
1: Uh, so, how has Comic Con been for you so far? It's
3: it's super cool. It's kind of like we we uh, Jonah and I were just talking about that that this is peak Jonah. <laughs> we're at <laughs> peak Jonah right now with like what this show. Hidden America, Hidden America. CISO, yeah. available on Amazon, Video. Mystery Science Theater. He likes to work, I guess. Yeah,
4: we have for
0: Probably years thought that work. wasn't the case. Yeah, no. this is
4: not the Jonah we started the
1: podcast no, with. It right. is. I keep
0: on telling you, people are just paying me now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I felt like when I when we first started doing this podcast, Jonah Jonah made this show called The Freeloaders Guide for Super Deluxe, oh. and it really was born out of I think just kind of like coasting by.
0: Sure. I was uh, I was 21 and I didn't like doing much besides doing comedy and uh, that's when I met Chris and now he'll never forget it.
1: Never. <laughs> and I'll never let you forget it is the important thing. <laughs> but I, are, were you mentally prepared for as much... Because now Mystery Science Theater is... I know people always talk about it with you, but now it is
3: heavily dominating your life again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and it, it somehow... I think because people liked it but it was gone, it was over it was like a nostalgia thing and now it's alive again so people are behaving really different now with, towards me and towards us about making it so that's, I really like it it's really different now Yeah, it's people, um, there's a totally like I was here five years ago and then there's a completely different vibe now about the way people are treating me and the way people are treating the show did you guys? Did you guys meet when you did the podcast? Yeah, we yeah. met on this show. Oh my on god, the po- that's crazy! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So remember, thank you, here's Chris. what happened? <laughs> remember what happened? He like took a shot at me. I didn't take a show. shot
0: at you. I just did an impression of you. Yeah, he did unintentionally. Re- he did an
3: impression of me. Go ahead. Do you remember what you said at all?
0: I don't remember exactly, but it was something to the effect of. Uh, Hey man, really nice to see you.
3: Yeah, like he, that's him doing me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I said. I called him on. I go, wait a minute, you're doing me right in front of me? <laughs> you know, I played that whole thing. And they, he got really upset. Like you actually like, started to kind of crumble inside. Yeah, right? I
0: just collapsed. Uh, I was yeah. just, because I, I didn't mean to. I was just r- repeating something you had said earlier. And then you called me out on it, and I was felt shame.
3: I know, but I was just trying to be funny, and I'm not that way normally. I was just like doing like a character, like I'm a heart. This is the hard-ass Joel version you're <laughs> getting. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like
3: I was pretending, yeah. and then I thought it was so cute that he was like troubled by it. Oh yeah, and that made me fall in love with him.
1: Well, you know, I mean, listen, we're M- Mystery Science Theater is one of those shows that when it first aired. You know, I didn't obviously. I didn't live in Minneapolis, so I didn't discover it that way. But I discovered it on Comedy Central when it was on once a week, and uh, it's when Will Wheaton and I were, were roommates. We discovered it together one Friday night at like 10 p.m. or whatever it was on 10 to 12. I think it was on Friday nights, and it was just like, "What the fuck?" I mean, it, it completely changed. It changed comedy, and what's so crazy, and what I'm kind of curious to find out is when you decided to reboot the show, were you worried that a generation of people will be like? Yeah, they're talking during a thing. I've seen this. a minute. Like, There were so many things were derivative of what you created being able to now do it and present it fresh for a new audience.
3: I guess. I mean, there's no way to measure that, like what all is out there, what is happening. And obviously, 15 years have gone by and all of social media has happened in that time pretty much. And so you can't really measure that. And I think that MST is this different experience because we kind of lay it all out for you. It's not like you know, I don't know, in social media, it's still like kind of adding comments later. Right. And it's like, you have to kind of still assemble it in right. a way and we still assemble it for you. So it's a different experience. So I just felt like I, for some reason, I, I'm not that concerned about it. I'm just, cause it's, it's kind of, it's unique. It's yeah. a unique thing. So, um, that's all is more, it's, uh, it's more of a world, I guess. So I don't know.
1: Was there a was there... What were you hoping to... I mean, obviously, the Kickstarter blew past not just your expectations, but also, I'm sure, like, every other Kickstarter expectation. Mm. What were you just hoping to... Like, what did you want to just <clears throat> barely accomplish? Well, I
3: accomplish? honestly was going for 12. Like, it was all... I mean, I, again, I was probably really naive, but I was, like, going... I could do... And it was all based on doing live shows, like cinematic Titanic shows. Like, we did a 100... Live shows in like venues like this size, yeah. so kind of like where you guys travel and do podcasts. It's like in a room this big, might be twelve hundred seats, right? Yeah. And so, I did a hundred of those shows. That's a hundred thousand people. Um, they all paid X amount of dollars, fifty dollars a ticket or forty dollars a ticket. I just did the math and said, "Oh, there's enough out there that would pay sixty or seventy bucks for a series." and would fund it. That was kinda it. It was like thirty I shook hands with like thirty thousand people over the course of like five or six years. And I thought there, between thirty and 50,000 people would pay the money to get it to happen. So how many, different, how many different strains of colds did you get shaking 30,000? <laughs> it makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. It made you, I mean, I don't get colds anymore. I just remember how I to, can't take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a proper dump in over four years. Yeah, he takes but it out on all of that,
1: us. <laughs> Do you want us to uh, set up a shit starter page? Uh, <laughs> Uh, see, it's the wordplay. <laughs> that joke would have killed in England. Um, they love the wordplay. Uh, but when this was all starting to percolate, and I even remember like, leading up to the announcement of Jonah being the guy, he was really nervous, and I was really nervous for him, obviously knowing that the Internet can be a toxic place sometimes, particularly when you change something people are used to. Nerds yeah. aren't always amenable to change. And so... How, how do you think you guys were able to, because from what I've seen, people seem very on board with everything that you've done so far. So did, w- how did you kind of make that help happen?
3: We, well, it's a great question. And we, we had to do a little surgery like the second day because the first day was really strong. I don't know if it was like, I don't know, it was like not a million dollars, but it was like 800,000 or I don't remember. I think
0: it, it broke a million in a day. Oh, yeah.
3: jeez. What are you guys, Veronica Mars? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: no, Almost. they're just, uh, oh, I was going to make a callback to a joke from the last show, but these oh, people wouldn't have got know. it. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. Matt only has a million sperm
4: counts, so I was going to make a... <laughs> it's true, guys. Okay, so my Listen doctor to... called me and was like, hey, Matt, we got the results back from your semen analysis. I love that she's signing this.
1: How do you say I, semen analysis. analysis? I
3: know what she said. I know what the doctor said. Matt, <laughs> you actually have. Oh, this! Have-
1: it's this? That's awesome!
3: <laughs> okay. Well, wait. Keep going. So that's wait, normal. Well, keep, and keep, then keep, this is, this is keep, Matt. Yeah, but. But keep going because the doctor <laughs> says, Matt, I'm sorry, you happen to have Louisiana hammerhead sperm.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, she got it. So- I can't wait to show this to my fiance. My fiance's learning
1: ASL, so I can't wait to show her what this means. I already taught her this, and I taught her, I taught her this, which I think is diarrhea
4: cha-cha-cha
1: did you do
3: this like no (laughs) (laughs) no I didn't do
4: that so I'm gonna I'm very excited about telling this story to those who are differently abled here we go that doctor called me he said Matt uh, we got the results back you've got a your sperm counts about a million and I was like holy shit that's awesome a million of anything is great then he goes, and just so you know, normal is between 80 and 120 million. Yeah. No. So turns out, it's not my wife's old eggs. It's my dumb sperm. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Or lack thereof. So, anyway, so that was. Yeah. Back to. When
1: this. you said we got to a million in a day, I was going to be like, so did Matt. But now, <laughs> no. probably now two million sense. sometimes if he's bored. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be born when Dory's in New York. Well, well, uh, she's here, in New York, Here's five, six million.
3: Here's what happened, and it was really crazy, because all of a sudden people started to complain, like, where is the original cast? I thought this was going to be a reunion show. I thought this was going to be either Joel or Mike coming back, and the original cast, where's the rest of the original cast? And so we had to go in and do... Basically, kind of explained to them what what basically what I thought about it, which was, I thought the idea is mystery science theaters already had a complete cast change. You know, it's like you know Josh was the, Josh Weinstein was the original, Tom Servo, Trace was the original crow, I was the original host. We all got replaced, and it kept going. So why can't that happen again? And so I was basically saying, it's like Bond, it's like Doctor Who, we can do this again, right? The concept is worthy to do it again, and basically we turned everybody around. But we, I thought, they're really worried about this, that it's not going to happen that way, that it's not going to be Trace as Crow or... Or Cavanagh's Tom Servo, that we're going to put in new people to do it. But I think having your blessing also was really helpful. And you put so many great
1: people in the show too. I know Felicia's uh, working on the show yeah. as
3: well, and yeah, and lots of good writers. And like um, uh, uh, Dan Harmon's doing it, Justin, Justin
0: Roiland, Roiland Pat
3: Oswalt. Yeah, Ernie it? Klein from our Paul and kicking one? some yeah, 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 yeah absolutely right. they wrote on a bunch of them so there's a bunch of really good people doing it so over so they all kind of signed off on it the second day but I was like really nervous like there looked like there was this kind of backlash like what are you doing like this isn't what we were expecting because I think for so long people just wanted us to do it again but I kind of didn't think that would work the, the original people And like you just they,
1: didn't you kind of just didn't you felt like you had already done that part of it Yeah
3: and it seems silly for me to be the host like the people were like behaving like I should do that and I'm just going man I'm like 55 years old it's like it's time for somebody else to do it It's <laughs> a you, lot
4: of time on the satellite
3: alone It really is a long time <laughs> Did you are you going to be in it at all Yeah I'm doing cameos I'm going to do some characters and stuff in it yeah are you ever going to, maybe you don't want to spoil anything, but will you ever be Joel on the show? I don't know. We're not not this first season, no. but, um, but I, I did announce tonight, number one, we're on Netflix. Nice. So Netflix is the home, your new home of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And also I wanted to, tonight we announced that uh, Mary Jo Peel is coming back Nice. To yeah. do Pearl Forrester, do cameos as Pearl Forrester uh Kevin Murphy's going to come back as Professor Bobo and uh Bill Bill Corbett is being Brain Guy so they're all coming back That's and great. they're <laughs> also writing on it too so that was really Can cool Can I pitch you a, a cameo for you Yeah I think at some
1: point the mads tried to genetically recreate Joel just so they could continue fucking with it. Right, him. right. And they just came up with this horrible half-broken copy yeah. of Joel. And so, yeah. you just sort of walk through the back and your hair is sort of pasted down and all you can say is your name. Right. And that's it. <laughs> I <laughs> could you do that. You just sort of wander in the background. I could do like that. Like you were just, you're a failed experiment of, you know. I could
3: do that piece. I think so.
1: <laughs> I think what's so great about it is the, you were able to essentially recreate the kind of grassroots thing that happens with the original version of the show through Kickstarter and through the internet. Like, it's very organic to how you guys started, but just in a more contemporary way.
3: Yeah, for some reason, Mystery Science Theater hasn't, like, really been able to, like, kind of flow through normal um, show business. It's just kind of particular and peculiarly outside of it. And I think that's because the lawyers haven't really figured out how to make money off it yet. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. And so now they're figuring it out. So it's kind of working out. It's its own way out. But, but I think that had a lot to do with it. Like, how do we, how do we like get it, get our beaks wet on this show? There's no way. It's just an old movie, and it's like, it's shot in this warehouse in Minneapolis. I don't get how <laughs> how we make money on that. How do we worm our way into this? So I kind of felt like that kind of inhibited a little bit. Um, but. But also, it kept it completely outside of it, and so the culture of it is really different. Like the way we write mystery science theater is not like any show in Hollywood. Right, and so it's just different. It's just because it's we're out. We were outside of it. I hope people understand how not easy it is to do. I mean, I, I you guys always
1: made it look easy, like oh, they're just they're just making jokes during a movie. But then, but I know the process is very rigorous. I mean, you're going through well, yeah. second by second, basically.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. i i never thought it would be as hard as it is and that's kind of the sentiment across the board everyone's like oh yeah this is gonna be so easy to just make fun of movies but then when you just start trudging through you have i had no idea that like the concept of the the show which is being tortured by bad movies is also what you have to go through making the show right so it's like you just like 10 minutes a day and you're just like I'm out. Everything sucks. I hate this. <laughs> and there's so many times where you just want to make a joke going, oh, come on. And you just can't because you've already done it once.
1: So you mean horrible from the sense like you just don't feel funny. You just feel like.
0: The, these movies can destroy you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're real bad. And the, and the... <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a joke. They're terrible yeah, movies. They're, real, they're so bad. And, it's just, and you have
1: to watch them analytically. <laughs> yeah, you and can't watch them ironically.
0: The crazy part is too is that like the, when it, it's worse when the movies are almost good. When it's they're like, like <laughs> it's like there's like they're like you're like oh you're so close but it's just so bad, <laughs> and then you start to feel for like one actor in the movie who's a really good actor surrounded by just this dumb story <laughs> in this you know, fantasy world. But uh, yeah, I. I, I, I've always respected everyone that worked on the show so much and now even that much more so.
1: Have you guys released any list of some of the movies you guys have No, are we're,
3: we're just like keeping it a secret. We just kind of want to create a bubble that we work in and not really talk to people about it. Yeah,
1: that's funny. When the original movies, there was no way to find out what was coming up or no. when it was. You just kind of had to watch to find out. But you're putting them all out at once on Netflix? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, I think too. My theory on it is, it's kind of like a haunted house on the edge of town that you haven't been in, and you're going in with some fun friends, and you, you know, you, it's going to make you nervous, and they're going to say funny shit and make you pee your pants and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, Matt? I totally
4: did. 100.
3: <laughs> percent And generate more sperm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High urine count, there, with right? Matt. Though. <laughs> that's,
4: that's how I gave my sample. I
3: peed into the cup. Right. That's
4: how Matt's. Matt's urine <laughs> has more sperm than his. That's
1: sperm. your problem. <laughs> it's not that your sperm oh is. Hello, God. It's that your pee is high. <laughs> Matt, you should, you should just stop. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was told wife. that that's how you make babies, Chris. You
0: don't pee into your you wife, You pee into your
4: wife. <laughs>
0: okay. you, you could if that's what you guys are into. We respect that. <laughs> that's how see how oh, that gets signed.
1: No. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're so humbly sorry. We're so humbly sorry. So what's what's next? What part of the process are you guys in, and when is it
3: coming well, out? Well, we just did finished all the riffs for the fourteen episodes. It's about seven hundred riffs a movie, mm. and um, and that's all taken care of. And now we're just seaming together all the information that's coming from the writers uh, for the sketches, and that gets done in the next two weeks. We've set um, we've signed off all on all the designs for the models. They've gone to the model got people building the models. Um, we start do it's all the deliverables now it's like the props for the sketches it's the costumes for the robots it's the costumes for Jonah and and des- and the stuff for Felicia and Patton and all that stuff so and it do you does it feel s- super familiar at this
1: point does it feel like you never stopped
3: um it's different now it's the way we make it is different and just because the 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 technology is so different that we have a lot of. There's a lot of advantages. Like, um, like every day, almost every day, I work with Elliot, and um, and he's, um, you know, we're in different cities, and so we just do it by Skype. And so that's something that a lot of, you know, Jonah's in L.A., I'm on the East Coast. We're all working remotely. There's writers in Chicago, people in L.A., people on the East Coast. So that's kind of it. There's no real. The campus for MST is much smaller than it was when we did it. And so that's what's, that's what's different. But you can kind of uh, create that same feel by just... I mean, I'm surprised, but it works like you can do it remotely. Are there some design elements from the bots that are changing? Uh, yeah, we're, like, doing a few things. Um, for example, Tom Servo can fly now. Nice. He actually can hover. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing that. And... Um, And we got new legs for Crow, and he's got his hands are slightly different, so he can do more. We're just trying to upgrade them so they can be more, be in more situations and do more things. Like uh, Tom Servo has sections at where his hover skirt meets his Money Lovers barrel, and there's a (laughs) there's this section of hose, so he has like hip action. It's like his his skirt will move, whereas the thing that started to bug me is he's just, he's really pretty much like um, a fire hydrant. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has no movement and his ar- arms hardly work. And so the idea is to kind of make him be able to move at the hips move at the, at the head so he can just be a little more expressive. And then animate a CGI Jabba to come across the screen yeah, too. That's, <laughs> the <same. laughs>
0: that's, a, that's where most of the money went.
3: Yeah. And we bought that bridge up in upstate New York which was really stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right really away. Dumb. What did you plan yeah. on doing with that? Well, I just thought I'm going to take it apart <laughs> clean it up and make a house out of it. I yeah. just thought that would be so cool. And I kind of forgot, like, shit, we need that money for the show.
1: Yeah. And
3: then I kind of had to really scramble. I felt really stupid. I had to try to sell it back, and it didn't work (laughs) out. And then I felt like, oh, I don't know. What
4: a, that's what actually the, why you started the Kickstarter. Yeah. See, that's the secret. You had the money and bought a
3: bridge yeah. and then had to start a Kickstarter. Right. God, I was
4: this close. I almost was going <laughs> to
3: have it. That's the part I left out of the Kickstarter. <laughs> First off, I got some explaining to do. <laughs> I had the money. Listen, Can it was it? all set. Can I have it again? <laughs> Can I have it again? But
4: all of these tears come with free passage across my bridge. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I'm
1: literally a troll. <laughs> you have to pass my bridge. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm. I kind of want to know what the legal process. I've never kickstarted anything, so when you get that much money, you know how are you legally bound to carry out what you say you're going to do?
3: Um, that's really interesting. The, the, um, I, I, I don't exactly understand all of it. We we hired um, Ivan Asquith, who's like a br- the brilliant. Um, Kickstarter guy, crowdfunding guy, he did Veronica Mars, he did Super Troopers, he did Reading Rainbow, all the really big video projects that, um, he was behind, that's part of why we hired him, but he also has a real vision for what this means, for empowering the audience and saying, you can, if you really care, you really can make it happen, so he's, he's really unique that way, and so he had a lot to do with it, but, um, but it is a big responsibility like the weird thing is is they could take their money out at any time like the, once they you know once you you know run your credit, run, run your credit card or do paypal or whatever it is you could also remove it at any time so it's not like that dollar figure is solid like it could all go away if something happened like if someone put forward a really an idea that said this is a lie you shouldn't put your money in the Kickstarter for Mystery Science Theater. And it could all, the money could all disappear. The money could They could all just decide we don't want to do it. We remove our funds. Whoa. There
0: were some incriminating photos that you guys had to cover up for me. Oh, yeah, lots of work. Yeah. We had to do a
3: lot of... But, um, but that's, that's kind of the interesting thing. And then the day, that they, they, the day that it ends, all those assets go into a bank account, and that becomes real. But prior to that, it they, they could all go away if something happened or if someone... Yeah, if there were photos. Uh.
1: <laughs> Which there weren't, of course. I mean, those were all taken away. <laughs> it turned
3: out Jonah
4: was Bill Cosby. they take it. Stop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they traded off, right? As I said, Bill Cosby. Oh, jeez. Jesus. Yeah, Stop said saying his enough.
0: name. <laughs> enough. A number times and he shows up. <laughs>
3: <Nope>. <laughs> He's
0: um, another kind of candy man. There
3: are some problems, though. Like, Ivan, I just went out to eat with him last night, and he said there are some... Um, there are some suits in play because a lot of people are getting the money, and they put forward really good Kickstarter campaigns, but they 're not doing the fulfillment they 're not getting people the the things they ordered they 're right. not getting the stuff, so people are it 's kind of iffy like
4: that super cool cooler and that drone yeah. those
3: are the things yeah, right that they, yeah, didn't like they make. actually have to make them, and sometimes that 's really hard so it, it isn 't a perfect system yet, yeah. but it is amazing i mean obviously it changed the world for me and with Mystery Science Theater. Just coming in and then having all the meetings we did in Hollywood, it wasn't that thing anymore Well, geez, you haven't done this show in 15 years. We think it sucks, but we'll give you 50 bucks for it. Right. You know, it's like because we had 50,000 people that put up the money, there was evidence that people cared and could, you know, we kind of were on a level playing field in those meetings, so it really helped a lot. And so is the goal then, you know, the
1: 14 episodes get put up... Obviously, Netflix doesn't... I don't think they really share viewing statistics with yeah. anyone.
3: Yeah, you don't know. But
1: would they... Does that mean that they would have the option of doing... A, picking up a second season, or would yeah. you have to kick-start again?
3: No, no, the idea is I think that at, at a certain point that they... Then it becomes, like, a going concern, and they would, like, eat, you know, hopefully like it enough to keep going and like that. But if if... You know, obviously, if the, if that ends, we would want to maintain the relationship with the fans and hopefully give them a good enough experience so we could do that again. Yeah. Hopefully they're into it and like being invested and like what they did. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is you got to demonstrate that to them. That's what we're up to. Cool.
1: Do you, I just want to, if it's okay, I just want to get three fan questions for you before we let you go in your half-hour time. Do you? Do we have three questions? one? one I'll take three fan questions for Joel. Really quickly, and then, uh, yes, you right there in the corner, this young lady. I will get to you. I will find you. <laughs> Hi, I heard one of the reasons that went off the air before was hard to get these really bad movies. They started to be expensive. Are you just going back through that and picking them out, or is somebody actually going, Oh, that's a really good idea. I want to be on your show. Here's...
3: Oh, uh, oh that's, that's interesting. That's that's a great question. I don't think that's why the show ended. That there was a lack of bad movies. <laughs> I honestly don't. <laughs> think Just look that's... through past Comic Cons. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Superman vs. Batman. I don't think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it.
1: Go ahead. What's your name? Uh, my name's Derek. I was uh, saying since you're gonna kind of say hey, it's like 007 or uh, Doctor Who is it gonna be
0: a regeneration type process Do you already want me <laughs> off the show? Yeah, could you get off it
4: <laughs> No, he's wondering if like Mike will have to be regenerated into Jonah that's, like, that's your question right yeah, yeah. oh yeah
1: is oh. there a regeneration or is it just well, sort of pick so, up uh, who is the
3: guy this? that would make sense that was what was regenerated out of Mike and I you just pitched a guy today that I thought was oh really-
0: Eccleston. Yeah. Chris Eccleson. Think about it. Chris
3: Eccleson is like the hybrid between me and Mike. Oh, whoa, he is. Yeah, he is.
4: Yeah. Oh, he'd do it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is there an origin
1: story? Is there an origin story? Did you shoot anything like that? A, jo- a Jonah
3: origin
0: story. That'll be addressed in the opening, I yeah. think. Yeah, TVT, yeah. TV, yeah. Chris. Yeah.
3: We do tell it. Did you change the theme song? I think it's the same jingle? It's the same, it's the same song that we're doing. The, the, Charlie Erickson, the guy that I wrote the show, song with, is, is doing a new arrangement. Cool. So, yeah, we're going to do that. And the new, the love theme at the end is a new arrangement. But, uh-huh. you know, it's the same song. Well,
0: in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here you we go.
3: We get Fall Boy to do it.
1: You're laughing so hard at that. Just the way you said that, we'll get Fallout Boy to do it. (laughs) What's your question? Uh, Yeah, I was just curious how do you pick the movies? Like, where do you
4: find them?
3: Oh, yeah. um, uh, The movies, the thing is, is, you know, people's TVs are so much nicer now than 15 years ago. They're flatter and bigger and wider. And so, um, it's like me. <laughs> it's your sperm.
4: <laughs> the signing
0: of that was amazing.
3: <laughs> he just did this. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, so, so the idea is that, the, um, we're getting better looking movies, we're getting widescreen movies that sound better and the print is better there's not a lot of noise and stuff like that and there's for but there granted there's still shitty movies you know what i mean they just look better so um that's kind of where we start but it's really the environment of the film that i'm looking for it's kind of like like i was saying mystery science theater is like a haunted house that you go in with some of your funny friends and so the idea is that it should be a, if you you know, if you've already been in the haunted house, it's not haunted anymore. So the idea is to find movies that are forgotten or that you've never seen. And so there is no real... But how do you, like, how
4: do you go through that process? Like, you can't walk up to a red box of shitty movies and go, wow, this one.
0: Yeah, just walk <laughs> up to a red box.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, you know, you meet, there's some, I've, y- you have to go to the... Um, the uh, shitty movie alley in the bad part of town, <laughs> yeah. and there's a guy named Cheech that oh. you talk yeah. to. He's got all the shitty movies. Yeah, they, they line his trench coat. Yeah, um, but I think you start in different places. Like, there's just vendors that are out there that have those that fit that profile yeah. for those type of movies. And there's a dollar figure too that you have to play with as far as leasing licensing the movie. I mean, we don't take all the rights for a movie. We have the derivative rights. So when we, we cut a specific deal that says, hey, if you have this Hercules movie, we're not going to tie up all the rights. You can still license it to cable or whatever, stars or wherever you're going to show it, but we just want to make a mystery science theater out of it. So it's not quite as expensive for us.
1: Do, do any of you have a question? Do you want to see if any of you uh, have a question?
3: I mean, what I need is a. Is, a st- is there any movies that are maybe more chosen from America or from international movies? Okay, is that the guy signing? Yeah, asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for something.
1: It was a, but it was it was direct. What what is what is her name? Sarah. Yeah, it was from he was he was translating. Oh, he's yeah, translating so. for yeah. Sarah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, he didn't just stop doing his job to yeah. ask a question. Yeah.
3: I thought yeah. I thought we could do that here. I thought it was an open concept show, and there are no rules, man. Yeah. The guy signing can ask. Um, but, yeah, I actually misunderstood. Yeah. And I wasn't listening because it was blowing my mind. What's the question again? <laughs> American films versus international films. Oh, yeah. Um, well a lot of movies that fit this profile are made all over the world and then often dubbed you know so they're they're made into like english-speaking films like a lot of them are made in italy and um a lot of Dino De Laurentiis movies yeah, yeah. like there's just all, they're all over the world and so um you know you, you just get them but lots of a certain amount of them are definitely dubbed i'm trying to think how many in the 14, of the fourteen we're doing, maybe about a seen. half maybe
0: are dubbed, right? Yeah,
3: maybe yeah. or or yeah. So that's yeah. part of it. Turns Definitely. out, any
0: like every country tried to make a bad monster movie at one point yeah. in their history.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Um, I think one more. This guy in the corner, because I promised
0: I would come over this here. This guy in the yes. corner. I'm Brant. I love the show. I've got a question though about people who were in the films as actors or the directors. Have you ever run into any of them? that you've mercilessly mocked. And I'm um, curious if you have any stories about that, or did you? were you so insignificant in the entertainment industry you just flew under the radar the whole time? Well, that was a good question. Yeah. What a great amazing. way to... Not insignificant enough for Joe Don Baker.
3: Hey, that's the truth, man. Um, <laughs> Joe Don Baker, um, it's it's kind of interesting story. Like, we did Mitchell, you know, and Mitchell, like, um, you know, for some reason... We did a lot of like profiling of what his personality may be in real life about you know <laughs> what's really going on with Joe Don Baker, and it turned out to be really funny. I mean, it just was one of those things. It's one of my favorite episodes, and um, and it, it, there was this ongoing rumor that Joe Don Baker was like upset with us that what we had done, and I hadn't really heard anything um, legitimate that that substantiated that until. Um, this guy who makes all our documentaries, a guy named Daniel Griffith. Did you meet Daniel? Yeah. yeah in Minneapolis. And Daniel Griffiths is a super sweet guy, and he arranged uh, to meet um, Joe Don Baker. And I, like talked to him, and he said, is, it, you know, is there anything to the, the rumor that you're really upset with the Mystery Science Theater guys? And he goes, okay, I'll tell you what happened. They didn't make fun of Mitchell. They made fun of Joe Don Baker. They used my name. They used my name. Like somehow that crossed the line. Like, And he, got, he was really mad. He's, I guess he's still really mad about it. But th- there was evidence that he did that. Other times, um, like Cave Dwellers, uh, Miles, um, Miles O'Keefe, the ator in, in that movie... Uh, he saw it, and he called us, and he goes, he's super sweet, and he goes, you guys, I got to tell you, I've been waiting for something like this to happen to that movie, <laughs> and he invited, we were kind of intimidated, because he was, he, he, you know, he's like, a, he was like a, a celebrity to us, he goes, you guys got to come out, and hang out with me, man, it'd be really fun, and we were like kind of freaked out by that, like that was, a, we weren't intending to ever do that, but he really thought it was funny, and liked it, so, Actors are really different. Um, they just, I think they totally understand that it's like six days of their lives and they don't really have the same attachment than maybe the guy who made the movie, you know, the person, the actual filmmaker. Right. They take it a little more personally, I think.
1: But initially, the first run, they, the movies were so old. Yeah. That it, it, the likelihood was that a lot of those people were either not alive anymore, or they were really old and they probably weren't going to hear about it.
3: <laughs> or they couldn't hear. Or they couldn't hear about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh I want to I'm very excited for you and Mystery Science Theater As a Mystery Science Theater fan I, I am I cannot wait for when it, when
3: are they going to be released Um I they, I can't say just yet we just made the announcement so I don't know hey, Let's exactly. put it, let's make a date let's, let's will yeah. then they'll have to do it It's really good it's a good way to pressure your new partners <laughs> right off the bat yeah. the day you announce Joel Hudson. <laughs> On a podcast, announces the delivery date for mystery. Note. In other news, Joe Don Baker buys Netflix. <laughs> MST's out.
1: <laughs> use my name, but I want <laughs> use my name. But I would love everyone's Use to... my name LLC has purchased Netflix. <laughs> I would love everyone to give a huge hand for giving us so much Thank time. You. Joel Hodgson. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Great all to well. see you. Will right. you? Will you? Can we all get into a picture?
1: Oh no, no! I hit the wrong button. Oh, this is the worst. I'm I'm a horrible. All right, all right, cool.
3: Thank you. Very all right, much, see you
1: Joel. guys. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much. Good night, Joel Hodgson. Now, oh. Jonah, you get to make fun of stuff because you're insignificant enough to. I don't think he meant it that way. No,
0: he didn't. He's I love it. He's
1: good fun. He's good. Joel Hodgson is just the it, one of my first. Joys in the entertainment business was work. The first show I ever did for MTV before Singled Out was another show that had props on it, and Joel was the guy that built the props. And it fucking—I could not. This was 1994, so MST was still like hot off the presses, and it—and it, he's just always been such a sweet, nice, wonderful dude. Yeah,
0: no, it's—he's uh, awesome. He's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's crazy that I'm working with him. <laughs> oh, I like See, his... i can can't—I can't—can't can't be funny about it. I just start to. Think about it and then I start to cry. So Aww. Yeah, yeah. Cry, 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 cry. All right. Cry. You ask for it. Wham. <laughs>
1: well, I'm very excited to announce our next guest who has uh, just arrived. Uh, he is a wonderful specimen of a man who has an incredible show called Ash vs. Evil Dead. Please welcome Bruce Campbell!
5: This is you. Very good. Hello, hello. Hello. Is this one of these grand old theaters? This is a grand old theater. From 1947. Yeah. This is an old Bob All theater. Is
0: that a guess? Did you just
5: guess that? Is it really from 1947? No, okay, so you did. <laughs>
4: no, but that would be old for San Diego. Yeah, that yeah. It's, it's not a new it's Well, they a new have place. missions that date to the 1700s, guys. Yeah, if you like that sort of crap. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Right out of the gate. That was my wife today. <laughs> well, I'm going to the mission. <laughs> to do what? I love Start history. Start the mission. I love all the history. She's on a mission to see
1: all the missions. And did she accomplish She's that? She's going to have a ball with that. Did she accomplish that? <laughs> she went to see the mission?
5: I hope so. <laughs>
1: did, I did she heard not heard? come back?
5: What happened? <laughs> it's a bit of a long story, unfortunately. <laughs> Many things happen here at Comic-Con. The
1: Super Bowl of... Conventions? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It was fun watching you try to figure out how to refer to it. Uh, let's call it a convention. Yeah.
5: It's off the hook. That's what I call it.
1: Yeah. How's it been?
5: Where's the sky bridge? We need the sky bridge to get over the railroad tracks.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise,
5: San Diego, we ain't coming back.
1: What? Well, that's right. You heard it. Or at least a, a, a habit trail of some sort or a tunnel underground or something. Do
5: something so the migration can go somewhere because it stacks up right there.
1: Yeah, because you got the car and you got the train.
5: Yes. Yeah, so something's got to give. Or something's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Hello,
4: Vegas. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't say that. That would be fucking awesome. I would love to do that. Let's do it. No, oh, shut
5: up. Shut up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you go to Vegas and then finally you go, oh, my God, I can get a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Come on! (laughs) Wait a second! Wait a second! There's six thousand hotel rooms in this one hotel. Yeah, oh Las Vegas. Yeah, and I
5: can gamble and whore my way in between all the panels.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Your wife's going to the Hoover Dam.
5: (laughs) Great idea.
4: I'm gonna go see
5: all the Hoover dams in the country.
1: <laughs> Your wife is Mama from Mama's family. That was that voice. That was that. You voice. haven't met my
5: wife. That's after one cup of coffee. She gets cut off because she otherwise she gets on a little broom and flies around, all around, and gets very observant. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just doing some stuff over here. Looking at my iPad. Why? What's on it? Stop drinking coffee, babe. Oh, it's the mission calling.
1: How many days? Did you just get to Comic-Con today? Is today your first day?
5: No, I came in to tape a Conan O'Brien episode on Thursday.
1: Nice. Nice. Congratulations on Ash vs. Evil Dead. We watched every episode. Uh, fantastic we're
5: currently lobbying for something that's very unrealistic what but that's how you go you dream big and get little what are you what are you lobbying for? i want seasons th- three and four out of stars we already got two they're already getting pregnant as a son of a bitch <laughs> season three and four they're gonna be so they put out so much money they can't possibly cancel this thing I, that's, that's the idea. You get them really fat, these, these networks. And they go, oh my God, we spent so much money. <laughs> We're going to eat all this if we cancel this piece of shit. <laughs> and then they go, we got to take it full term.
3: <laughs> oh, full God. term
5: is one of the meanings, it's a term along uh, board meetings. <laughs> Jenkins, that's... full term, full term. Stoddard, full term, full term. And they go around the horn. They're Jenkins and Stoddard sound very similar. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are cookie cutter executives. <laughs> there's not a lot of original thought going on here. That's my feeling, anyway. Never been in a board meeting. Don't. That's why I think they call them
1: board. Yeah, there's a board meeting. Yeah, yeah. I did want to. I wanted to present something uh, that I was very excited about uh, to bring. uh, A cake shaped like a mission for my wife. (laughs) That's right. It's a mission cake. Uh, It's a a copy of Robert De Niro's The Mission
4: uh, on VHS.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It took him a long time to grow that beard, though, I will say. It's much too big. It's a
4: Betamax on there.
1: I know. Okay, so I'm getting married in a month, one month. My fiance is at her bachelorette weekend, and so this this was such an amazing story I wanted to share here on the podcast. And I wanted you to be, I don't know why I wanted you to be here for it, Bruce, but I just thought it would be fun to have you here for it. So her friends, she said to her friends, there were like 20, 20 uh, ladies going out for the Spatulerite weekend, and, they sa- and she goes, look, don't get any dick-shaped anything, no dick straws, no dick hats, please, let's not do that. And they were like, oh, you got to do something. And she's like, fine, I will order some penis cookies, okay? But just let me do it, don't you do it, I'll just control this. So she went on this site and found these penis cookies. She ordered 20 of them. She was like, they're really expensive, but I ordered 20, so whatever, it's fine. It's, you know, for that dry weekend. When they arrived, she realized the cookies were, in fact, sold by the dozen. She ordered 20 dozen. (laughs) There were 240 dick cookies at our house, and because she ordered so many, I assume the company's like, well, let's just take the rest of the year off. (laughs) They threw in more, so we had 260 dick cookies in our house. So, I thought I had to bring some here. Very graphic.
5: So, I wanted to present. Don't ever include me in any further dick
2: stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, I'm you might have to get another one. I can take two. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time? D.P. Jonah, that's what we
1: come. Here's a cookie for you. I'm just going to eat the tip of this <laughs> one. <lemon. laughs>
5: because it's pink like a dog's penis.
1: It is. So there you go. It's from and that, the Twig and Berry. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Twig and Berry. The Twig and Berry, naughty but delicious. Home I'm a little ju-
5: concerned about the venereal disease going on <laughs> down here. No, I no,
0: took, no. Those are just... Uh, is, fi- that,
1: is that pubeness?
5: They're
0: just finely finally groomed pubes. <laughs> And why didn't they go for the twig and berries?
1: I don't... Jonah, I don't... I've never met these people. All I know is that we just sent them a lot of money for hundreds of dick cookies. (laughs) Dick cookies.
0: Dick cookies. (laughs) Dick cookies. Put
1: one in your mouth, Jonah.
5: That worked perfect for radio.
4: <laughs> God, I wish we were radio. They uh, got one word wrong, and that was delicious. Aww. Oh,
0: huh. No, yeah, no good. It's weird when a cookie's salty. <laughs>
5: I'm from Oregon, and um, they had that wildlife refuge that was taken over. Yeah. Somebody sent them a box of dildos. <laughs> I remember
2: that. Like 1,000 dildos to these guys.
5: <laughs> and I wonder if there was like an honest discussion among them. <laughs> Did you send for these dildos, Joe?
4: <laughs> I didn't send I for I didn't them.
5: send for no damn dildos. Hang on, that came from Hillary. Maybe Hillary sent those <laughs> dildos to us. Well,
1: you know, know. They, they could have a use.
4: I just got an iPad. I don't know what I'm clicking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go shoot them up. <laughs> so, what do you uh, what do you have left to do at the at the convention? You? No. Oh. We have
5: the cookies for it. Ah, nice. Yeah, this is it. This caps the uh, the end of a. Um, Redonkulous weekend of um, shameless self-promotion and uh, smells of all kinds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of all kinds. What was the? What was the? Your initial response to the? Because I feel like Ash versus Evil Dead, the reception was pretty amazing. It was good. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. We. Um, it was the
5: first time uh, in the history of this series of movies that uh, no one could make fun of the. Could make fun of it anymore right because that was the funny thing ha ha these clever reviewers oh oh sam Raimi took all of his low budget ideas and put them into a low budget blender right they love doing that and, oh, you can see the green garden hose oh isn't that quaint well shut the fuck up we don't see it anymore <laughs> there's no garden hoses it's good lighting the acting is better there's the writing's okay. You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's still ash, so there's really going to be no character development. But once you get past that, it's fine. But, yeah, we, we were accepted uh, by the critics as well. Because they, they love to... The, fan, the fans have been really good because they can be rather dickish if they're not satisfied. Right. They can go, well, nice try. <laughs> they did that with the remake. Yeah. We took 97 million of their dollars... And they go, eh. (laughs) But then I go, eh, we got your money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we did try. I love people go, Bruce, what did you think of the remake? I was one of the producers. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> like as though someone would just call me and alert me that they were going to do a remake. <laughs> hey, did you know they did a remake? Hey, I don't know. Oh you, my God! What? Well, yeah, I don't know if you heard they did, oh, did a remake. how was is it? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. We're, we're involved in these movies. We we own them, so we have to know what's happening.
1: So did that was was Ash versus Evil Dead? Then sort of like taking it back. Was that yeah. what that felt like for you
4: guys?
5: Yeah, that was like okay. You want to watch the geezer do his stuff? Let's go. Come on. Because here's what really happened to us. It's Sam Raimi goes and makes Spider-Man movies, and they're a billion dollars in revenue. And people go, that's nice. When's the next Evil Dead movie? I'm on bird notice for seven years. Number one show on cable. Yeah, sure. No, thanks for faking it. You don't really care. (laughs) When's the next Evil Dead movie? So it doesn't matter what we do. So we thought... We better just stop trying to achieve anything else in life and just <laughs> give them what they want, what they demanded. That's fine. I got it now. We got it. And you're just gonna get ash till the wheels fall off now.
1: <laughs> yep. it, is it what do you think has changed about ash now? What's different about ash? Older? Older is the word. <laughs> Because um, I love that, that it, it really embraced, that
5: kind of really embraced Yeah, we went that. for it. We went for it. He's wearing man girdles. <laughs> and he's got dentures that pop out occasionally. Ash has dentures that pop out occasionally. Ash wears a man girdle. Uh, so we had, and I'm okay with that. We were. At one point, there was a glimpse of a box of Depends in the trunk of his car. (laughs) And then we thought sometimes they might be driving down the road and Nash goes, pull over. Why? What do you need? I got to go in and get something. (laughs) What are you going to get? Why do you have to know? What does it matter? (laughs) He comes out, throws it in the trunk, and away they go. (laughs) It's like when you watch those Depends commercials, like June Allison did Depends commercials, the
1: actress. yeah. It tells you a lot about it.: No, her. June, do you wear them? Yeah. Do you? No, of course not. I'm, I don't shit I my just, pants. I I, yeah. <laughs> yes,
5: you do, June. No,
1: I'm not doing it right
5: now. No, you've left the door open for me to go.
1: Oh, the door's open.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Rinna, she's, she, doesn't, she, she wears the, she advertised Depends, too. She's too young for Depends.
4: Well, so depends. don't.
1: Yeah, there you go. That was the joke. No, it wasn't. Okay. Obviously.
5: I just found it a little weird that if you're an actor who doesn't have that affliction, why would you want to permanently confuse your friends and family for the rest of their life? <laughs> maybe they do have that affliction. Or maybe... And want to what? Make money off their affliction? You might as well. Don't you think? I can't control my crap, so man, let's go to the bank with this. <laughs>
1: yes! Well, you get something out of <laughs> it. Can't control. It is uncontrollable. I've had conversations with it. I cannot control it. Yeah, I don't know why people become the, you know, a- actors kind of feel like crossing that line. But it must be enough money that they're like, man, eh, I don't give a shit. I don't,
5: give, I don't a shit. give a shit. Very
1: nice. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. but.
5: <laughs> well, actors do ads in other countries that they won't do here. Do
1: you do commercials? Do you have any commercials? Oh, they're
5: all over. No, I did, I did Old Spice. It's about the last commercial I've did in a long time. I'm very, it was, I had a great experience. They, uh, I did one of them. And then they go, well, let's do another one. Hey, Bruce, can you sing or play the piano? I said, no. They went, perfect. <laughs> so I sang Hungry Like the Wolf as a lounge singer. And I made more money in one day doing something that I can't do than anything else I've ever done. <laughs> And then they made 4,000 other Old Spice commercials with guys with large muscles and towels around their muscly butts. <laughs> muscly butts. Yeah. When are you guys, did you have you already shot? The, are you working on the second season now? Or we what, crawled away from the wreckage of season two. Nice. Torn hamstring intact. You, rip, you ripped I a ripped hamstring? a new hammy this year. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How many stunts do Is anyone do you... here torn a hamstring? It sucks. You're hamstrung. <laughs> you can't walk. And, of course, the last two weeks is fighting. Fighting monsters.
1: How, how, much, how many stunts do you personally try to do?
5: Um, I did more this year, which was a horrible mistake. Yeah. Normally, I leave it to my very qualified stuntman, Vizilev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's Bulgarian. Yeah. And he absorbs quite a lot of the brutality.
1: Just like depends. <laughs>
5: I wonder if Rysho wears depends in all the struggles that he has fighting.
1: I don't, I don't know. Straining against harnesses
0: with his muscly butt.
1: <laughs> That's how he's able to keep it in. That's how he's able to keep it in. So you, are, when is this? When is season two coming? It airs in October. October because
5: they won't let me say anything. You're not say it yet, but no, we'll, we'll be in October. which is silly because it's going to be October pretty soon, and people should know. Yeah,
2: ah, so I'll let them figure it yeah. out. it'll be a surprise.
5: Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. season two's over. Yeah, so it's uh, season two, and then obviously, then you have the season two jitters of a sort.
1: Which are? What do you mean?
5: Well, now there's expectation. Yeah. Season one, people are like, "All right, let's see this piece of crap. What do you got?" Yeah, and they were like, "Hey, hey that wasn't a total piece of crap." What do you got for season two? Because mm-hmm. as always, do you do more? Do you do more blood, more carnage, more mayhem? What do you want? What do people want more?
1: I don't know. I guess <clears throat> just kind of exploring the relationships and seeing how everyone evolves and seeing how the, how everyone, that's that. how you would do it. That would be good. That'd be good. <laughs> we just kind of throw blood at everybody. And, yeah.
5: That might take some thinking on that, one, that part. Although, then you get into the. You then, if you go to season three and four, like we're demanding for no real good reason, uh, you, then you have to get into what is the story of the show.
1: Right, yeah. What that is point. the
5: Babylon 5? You know, what's the overarching story? Because that stupid show, didn't they? <laughs> the guy. <laughs> all aliens have two eyes, a mouth, a nose, and ears. Boy, that sure works for me. That's <laughs> Matt. Oh, no, we gave him a big protruding brow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? That guy has four lumps, and we've taped his ears back.
1: <laughs> Guys, you nailed it! Wow. All right. Isn't there a isn't there an, a, an explanation in the universe about why so many creatures have the same basic physical basic physical structure? Well, and even though they it, lower their voices, they're still they is, still speak in
4: English. In, in Star Trek: the Next Generation, there is uh, there's an advanced species that went extinct four billion years ago, and in as they were going well, extinct, this already sounds like Scientology. Well, as they were going extinct, <laughs> what they did was they went to solar systems that would have an Earth-like planet. Scientology? And they, and they dropped uh, some genetic material. From B-52 bombers. Of, 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 they dropped their genetic material into the primordial ooze of all these planets, which is how you got Klingons, Romulans, uh, humans, and Vulcans. And did some guy shout from the balcony, nobody cares? LAUGHTER
0: if nobody cared, we wouldn't be listening to him talk about it.
1: <laughs> You're at Comic-Con. What
4: did you think was going is, to... Is, the episode is called Clues. It's season six. Watch it. <laughs> this is, it's a great episode. It just really everybody puts their differences aside and goes, oh, you wear Depends?
1: <laughs> you know, you can take Comic-Con out of San Diego, but you can't take the San Diego out of Comic-Con
4: sometimes, <laughs> you guys. See you on the beach, bro. Uh, see it
0: Dick's Last Resort talk about
1: them Dick Cookies Uh, so I think one of the reasons why I know I I mean one of the many reasons why I know I love the show is because when it ends I feel like I really wanted that to be an hour as opposed to a half hour but you didn't (laughs) (laughs) because if it was an hour
5: you'd go oh my god this is so slow (laughs) it moves the show just kill somebody kill somebody (laughs) I can't listen to any more of this goddamn boring
4: dialogue anymore. Oh, God. How, how long is Glenn going to be in that dumpster?
1: <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. How dare you? So
5: we're kind of hoping by the time you first look at your watch, the end credits roll. And you go, oh, 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 we should watch it again. Yeah. That's kind of what we're hoping. It's, it is the old adage. You've got to leave them wanting more. Because otherwise, if it was an hour, uh, it would be slow, boring, and not funny. Like, some other shows that are an hour? Interesting.
4: What Is could he Star be? Trek The Next Generation? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway, that was Rob Tappert, the producer's genius idea to make it half an hour. And I feel in this attention span challenged world, it might
1: not have been a bad idea. Yeah. Because then you also. You could watch the whole season again in just half a day.
5: Yes, the, the ability to binge has been cut in half.: Do you
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Or enhanced by half? I don't know, one of the two, but it's a lot easier to binge our
1: show than other hour-long shows. Is it 10 episodes?: 10. 10 episodes coming back in the fall. It's five hours, Chris. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know my and,
5: and you know, nobody t- cares.) <laughs>
1: I just, I just. Yeah, be, I just. Exp- just love to picture that guy afterwards calling his friend. Yeah, so there they were, and I says, I says, you know,
4: like fucking. Uh, I didn't even gives hear it. Shit. I just thought I was at home. <laughs> Aww, it's fine, guys. She, my wife doesn't say that. Your parents do. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so what? What is your favorite? What's been your favorite part about
5: bringing it back? Taking those hot showers at the end of the night. (laughs) Getting that crap off. Yeah? Yeah. Because it's a disease. It gets everywhere. It it just spreads. You get one little piece. You get it all off. And you go, yep, got it all off. And then the dick is sticking to your hand. (laughs) And then you go, get off my hand, dick. And then it's on the other hand. And now that, you go, I need some water to get the dick off my hand. And now the water's stuck to your hand. And where do you go from here? And your
4: wife can't help. She's at the mission. <laughs> She's at the mission. What is
1: she going to do? Missionary. <laughs> so you
5: walk right into the shower with your hand on your dick and your dick on your hand. And you take a shower. And it all goes away. And because it's a trailer, uh, they only have about a gallon of water, of hot water. So it's a fast shower. But it feels good for the first 30 seconds. Because they've really piled on the blood. Yeah. They, uh, they don't care about our well-being anymore. Uh, it was very fun, I have to say, to initiate Lee Majors, who plays my dad, mm-hmm. in this, this season, um, which we felt was very appropriate casting yeah. to cast a, a man whose reputation was, you know, something of a ladies' man in his yeah. day. Yeah. He's a very married man, very long-time married man now, but he was a player. He was a bit of a tabloid boy, too. St- in, in the 70s, day. tabloids? Steve Austin and Farah and oh yeah that's right. Oh, come on, you forgot the, the F portion of his yeah, life. Yeah, that's right. He was was Fawcett. 10 years of like tabloidation. It was great. That's they right. were the great golden television couple. That's
1: right. So we covered him with blood.
5: <laughs> Thanks for all your accomplishment, Lee. You've worked on three
1: television shows that, is...
5: that have each gone more than 100 episodes. Did
1: he understand the the concept? Like did he understand Well, we approached him
5: to play my character and he goes, "Well, let me just uh, Take a look at one of these episodes and see. <laughs> He's a very plain-smoking man, Lee, yeah. Lee Majors. And I thought, okay. All right, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and so uh, what's the word? A binge them? Bin, binge B- binge watch. I watched them all. And I thought, okay, let's be part of that. Because <laughs> he thought it was funny. And, and I'm okay with that because we didn't think he would think it was funny. Too much damn blood. There's just too much blood, son. Yep. But there was more humor than blood, so he was okay with that. But so we got him, and we covered him with blood. And it's always fun to see someone who doesn't usually get covered in blood to <laughs> see him covered in blood, because <laughs> they have a look on their face that really is—it's it, true startle. And when you get them the first time with the viscera cannon, it just there's no fake, there's no acting required. These guys—they take us around the corner of the studio, and they have a little etching of a person, and that's where they test the blaster. Because they go, oh, yeah, Bruce, you're going to do the the viscera cannon now? We shoot in Auckland, New Zealand, and the crew members all talk exactly like that. So we go around the corner, and he goes, oh, yeah, we've got a number two valve, quite a tight dispersal, (laughs) sort of uh, maximum impact. (laughs) And you go, pow! And it's like this little dot that like puts a dent in the wall. You go, ah, uh, let's, let's open that up a little bit. I like my eyes. I'm sorry. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> well, let's try number four, number five valve. So they'll swap the valve out, and then they'll hit that. And if the spread is a little bigger, you go, all right, let's go with that. So you just you determine what viscera it is, and then what valve it is,
1: and then you can do it. And what'd you hit Lee Majors with? Uh,
5: I think he got about a two or three. It was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Did we get the shot? Oh, there wasn't a shot. We just wanted to welcome you to the production. But I remember seeing him. He was sitting in his
5: trailer, and I walked past. And um, he was usually a pretty jovial guy. He'd always give you one of these. You know, (laughs) as you walk past. And I walked past. He was covered in blood sitting in his chair with a dead 1,000-yard bionic stare. (laughs) And I thought... I'm just going to keep going. he might not be too happy about that. <laughs> Call his wife, "What the hell did I get into?" Yeah, damn it. God damn it ain't it. that funny. it ain't funny anymore. <laughs> it ain't funny anymore. <laughs> but he took it rather well, and some actors kind of like the cathartic experience of experiencing a near-death experience without dying.: Yeah, It's why we act to become closer to death, which makes us feel closer to life.
1: That's very. That was beautifully said, and very. Yeah, it's a crock of shit, though. At the same time.
5: (laughs) But um, but every every actor every actor does react differently to um being put into a a situation of torment. Some of some actors um, have had traumatic experiences in their past, and in the middle of a scene, can actually freak out, and the camera goes, "Wow." And that's when you go to the camera. You don't really know that person, camera. But it sees what it wants to see. It sees inside their crazy soul. I think all,
1: act- I think all performers have it, though. All people who... Because it's a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to want attention from strangers and to, per- and to pretend for a living. Don't you think everyone is probably has that?
5: <laughs> yes, it's a weird thing uh, telling your body that your best friend has died. Mm-hmm. I think it's unhealthy to be an actor in a way because... You're convincing your brain that your best friend has died in order to get the visceral response that your best friend has died. Yeah. And your body doesn't know that. So your body forces you to convulse and heave and cry and get all snotty and runny in the nose. And your, your brain is all messed up for the day. Yeah. And then go home and take Fido for a walk? Well, after you... Why do was- you think there's so many difficult relationships with actors?
1: You have to unstick your dick first before you go home and take Fido for a walk. That's
5: pretty much it. Walk into the shower, get your quick shower,
1: and you'll be just fine. I wanted to be able to take a few questions from the audience, and if you want, I'll give you a dick cookie. Uh, yeah. If you you don't have to take it. Yeah. You don't have to take that dick cookie. You don't have to, but if you want it, I'm, I'm going to offer it to you um, so you can have some of the... Uh, Hearst Bachelorette right dick now. cookies.
5: These also look very uh, like crumbly dick cookies, not chewy dick cookies. No,
4: they yeah. Are, they are. I would
0: 100% crumbly, agree. I'm going through a thing, man. But they're not as good as Chewbacca dick cookies.
1: Yeah. So is this equipment section or specifically for Bruce? Well, you uh, can whatever you want. Uh, well, then two part. One, do you think, uh, Bruce, do you think you walk home or go
4: home with Ash nowadays? Like, is he still kind of resonating in your head
1: when you go home?
5: You're funny. <laughs> no No I don't And it's nothing against Ash I, I don't do it with anybody I heard Sigourney Weaver in an interview once After doing Ghostbusters 2 They go what was that like You were playing a possessed person She goes I really scared myself I'm like she's lying <laughs> Sigourney you're a fine actress You're, you're lying
1: what was your no, equipment? No, you're for?
5: lying. No one convinces themselves like that. Sorry, sir. I hope I oh, answered that.
1: No problem. Yeah, I was listening the whole time.
5: You're I, eating a dick cookie. What do you care? About? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was, he brought his own. I was thinking of the <laughs> ma- majesty that Christopher Here's Robert my, my dick, dick cookie. cookie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what was your equipment? Oh. No, I'm not taking it away. I uh, thought you wanted to get a picture with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, uh, Here, take a picture with it. And uh, then uh, the second one's for uh, Matt and Jonah.
2: <laughs>
1: there we go. There we go. But it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Uh, call back to last year. Is there a cinematic release for
4: Boston Batman? Boston Batman. Post he made Batman a return Man. earlier uh, at the first show.
0: Yeah, we're working the script out right now, and then once we get further into it, we'll realize it's dumb and stop. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, here's uh, this this lady right oh here. What's Look your at the lady.
0: Hi. Um, I'm Nagita. We met earlier. Oh, did we? (laughs) Yes, you signed my chainsaw.
5: Let me call my wife at the mission and see if that's okay.
0: (laughs) Um, I do have a question. You've talked about the Shatner power slide and how you did it in the first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, and I wondered how he does that with one hand.
5: How Ash does that with one hand? He has a, a wooden hand for his other hand.
0: How do you tap an emergency brake with a hand that doesn't move? Why don't you now
5: worry
1: about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair, fair answer. Because <laughs> I,
5: I got a question for you. Where does the music come from?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I I didn't recall hearing an answer. (laughs) Magic. Magic. Do you want one of these cookies? You don't have to have them. They're pretty gross. It's totally up to you. Up to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. I'm sorry I didn't mean to step on you. Uh, Yes. This guy right here. Um, When you're filming uh, episodes, like, do you have an episode that was your favorite to film had the most fun, and then also that you liked the finished product the best. That was your favorite finished episode.
5: Just because an episode gets finished doesn't make it good. <laughs> it's done. Um, there are two episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2. I would highlight. Episode 3... There is a battle with an internal organ of a cadaver. <laughs> Should be good water cooler discussion on
1: Monday. What was your question?
5: I, I actually just really wanted a dick cookie. Oh, sure. Oh.
1: here, There you go. Get it, girl. Hold, hold up the cookie.
5: And then uh, we have episode seven, I would recommend, that sort of ash, <laughs> a, sort of ash flew over the cuckoo's nest.
1: What a, thank you. What is, uh, what is your question, ma'am, in this row? Um, what was the hardest thing to film? Of what project? Ash versus, <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead. Um,
5: the nope. parts where it was after I tore my hamstring. <laughs> because you, then it was a lot of smoke and mirrors.
1: Do you want to? Okay, sure. There you go. Great. There's stick cookie. Uh, now I just feel bad about it. Like I thought it'd be really hilarious. Oh, I'll give everyone dick cookies, but it—I never didn't play out like handing someone a cookie.
0: You're essentially sexually harassing the audience. <laughs> kind
1: first. of, yeah. I kind of feel that way. I'm sorry. That's why it's not obligated to to take it. Yes. I was just wondering what the most fun thing to do for um, burn notice was. Yeah. What about burn notice? <laughs>
5: Uh, Burn Notice was fun not being the star of the show Because I had one We got to the point where we would not tell the star Whether I was released from set or not Because I would get the evil death stare from him Uh, Because I could show up one morning And they'd go, okay, Bruce, we're ready for you And action And I'd come to the end of a driveway Look this way Look that way Look at my watch And the van would pick me up And I'd go home for the day so uh, it was a, it was a, in a pride of bab is a, a baboon is it a pride of baboons? It's a pride of lions. Uh, what is a
1: group of baboons? The Republican National Convention. Hey, Come on, me! you guys! Hey, you hey. knew it was gonna happen. You knew it was gonna happen. We're having a lot of fun, nah, but nah, we should really nah, make nah, nah, America nah, great nah, nah.
0: again. But
5: in a group
4: of Lock baboons. Her up. Oh, sorry.
5: In a group of baboons. The most pressure is on the first baboon and the last baboon. Because the first baboon has to make up the day's activities and run the show. And the little baboon is always going, come on, keep up, come on. (laughs) So that's the biggest stress. The least stress in a group of baboons is number two baboon. Because he doesn't have any pressure. He's, just He's got gonna... jack shit. He's like, if the guy croaks, then I've got to do something. But <laughs> nothing <at it> now. <laughs> so it was sort of like that on Burn Notice. It was a, a very, uh, it was a fun role, and um, it was uh, enjoyable to work with great actresses like you know, Sharon Gless. Yeah. She's just a uh, great old-school broad.
1: Yeah. She's rad.
5: Yeah, awesome. Great. So, yeah, it was a very good experience. And, and it's always nice to work on a show that doesn't bomb. I can't even tell you. We do, actors all do pilots all the time. Bomb, bomb, How many pilots do you think you've done? Not as many as George Clooney. He's done a lot. Yeah, done a lot. He's, like, had the record. of like, That's
1: not even an oh moment. It's, like, it legitimately, no. it takes these guys... A long time before, you know, yeah, 10 years. Or, like, Matt Perry did 10 years of pilots before He's Friends. He's still doing 10 years still of pilots. Still doing. I,
5: I, did, I did three pilots last year. Oh, my God. Yeah, three pilots. Uh, one, what, you know, and actors always go, this one is it. It's never, can I never do it. I just found the slam dunk. <laughs> Cheers. This is the next Cheers, and I'm one of those guys. It was called Mission Control. Will oh, Ferrell. the NBC show. Yeah, the Gary Sanchez Productions. Those guys are, you know, they're funny. And this was a, this was Mad Men at NASA yep. with jokes. <laughs> it was like a half-hour Mad Men. And so um, it, it was uh, the space race with uh, imbeciles, kind of. And it was all, all run by a woman who was smarter than all of us. And, you know, all the engineers were comedians. And it just seemed... Um, since you have zero expression on your face, that it seemed like a slam dunk at the time. No, it's it's it's.
4: I knew a couple of people who were writing who were going to be it writing on that show, like and one it was of like, those
5: things, and they built Mission Control. They built this beautiful. Like, how, how are they not going to pick this up? Right? How are they not? It's it's Will Ferrell slam dunk. Mission <laughs> Control. See ya. Cut to tumbleweeds. Nothing. 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 But shows don't get picked up for a weird variety of reasons. Absolutely, they don't have room for it. Uh, some guy's deal expires. Uh, some guys having an affair with some, you know. It, there's there's a lot of different or reasons.
1: It's like, or they tested it and they're like, oh, our our group that never heard of NASA. You know, it's like there are all sorts of <laughs> dumb. I mean, they do like hey, oh, yeah. so much television gets determined because they just find people in malls in random
4: cities. Why and do like, I well, want to watch a show about Eric Snowden? I don't the NSA. Yeah, you, yeah right. Be confused. Forget it. Yeah, no, I, I got it. <laughs> but that show, I thought that show was gonna be. I thought the show was going to go. Like, it really, and Nick, remember Nick Weiger left to go right on that show, oh, right. and then all of a sudden it was like, oh. And then I, no
5: I did another pilot, and you always do these table reads. And they're sort of nerve wracking because all the suits are there, and all the nervous assistants around the edge of the room uh-huh. who are there to laugh, uh, no matter what. Um, and this other pilot, no point naming it, it the read just stunk. It just sat there. Normally, it, a good read can crackle. You guys know that. And the, there's energy in the room. And people laugh. And then they shut up because they want to hear the next little bit. And the actors get in a groove. And this just is one of these things that after it was over, every actor went, Hey, good to see you, Bob. Hey <laughs> 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 oh, Bruce. Uh, 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 well, Bruce is gone. Did, normally, did, you, did you get
1: a call before you got to your car? <laughs> Of, like, keep going? Yeah. Or, did, did, <laughs> or did, they, did you guys make the pilot? We shot it.
5: <laughs> I'm not sure why we bothered, but we did. Yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff goes up on the wall, and you, you never really know. And, you know, Ash vs. Evil Dead was a weird case because three different studios made the three different original movies. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, just legally, the nightmare behind that is always I'm am amazed we even we got it done, because you got to get the snake talking to the mongoose, yeah. right? From all these different companies, why should I help you out? What's in it for me? Right. You know, if I don't get the next Guardians of the Galaxy, we got nothing to talk about, right. do we? So you never know what they're yeah. leveraging your project with. Right. I, Army of Darkness got caught in a dispute between Dino De Laurentiis and Universal. Oh, that's, yeah. Dino De Laurentiis goes hey Tom Pollock, he's the head of Universal Dino owned the rights to the Hannibal Lecter thing and Tom Pollock says that Dino promised him the sequel and Dino says that, no I didn't well yeah you did well no I didn't well fuck you then no no fuck you first <laughs> and,
2: <laughs>
5: and... <laughs> they go deliver Army of Darkness t- next week they got in this pissing war about it, and we sort of got stuck in the middle. So we got delayed for almost two years by the time the thing came out. Oh, my God. Because the two bigger cogs. You want to know a weird story? Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh.
5: <laughs> I, I, I won't belabor this, but it, just, it's a, it, was, a very, it was a very revealing moment. Uh, I was working on American Gothic. Mm-hmm. It was a short-lived show where the devil was, you know, the lead of the show. It was kind of cool. I was talking with a Universal executive outside, and Waterworld wasn't that far away. You know, the Kevin Costner Waterworld, which was known as a bomb. I go, wow, that Waterworld, yeah. How about that Waterworld? I don't know. You try and strike up a yeah. conversation with an the executive. They don't really know how to talk to actors, and we don't know how to talk to them. Because <laughs> I'm not going to buy his suit. Right he doesn't really want to know me. Right. So you bullshit. And, hey, how about that water world? He goes, funny thing about that water world. Water world was very useful to us. I go, what does that mean? Well, uh, this was when um, Matsushita, Matsushita, they bought Universal for like an hour oh, and a half. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were running it. And... Louis Wasserman didn't really, he didn't really want them involved. Now Waterworld starts shooting. Okay, how's it going? Not that good. Sets are washing away. Kevin Costner's sleeping with a stripper. There's all kinds of scandal going on. The set's washed away again. And so, you know, these guys, when they have budget meetings and you're over budget, they send Joe the hatchet man To come and visit. Right. And people get fired. Yeah. Hey, how about that script? No, not anymore. No, we're good with that page 9 through 12. You, Mr. Director Pants, you better snap it up, boy. And they get right at you. They do not give you any leeway. And this time they had their budget meeting and they go, don't worry about it. (laughs) Weeks go by. Seth's washed away again. Kevin's still sleeping with strippers. (laughs) We don't know what to do. He's not talking with the director anymore. Don't worry about it. And that became the mantra. Don't worry about it. Because they kind of wanted to drive Matsushita insane. And they did. (laughs) They went, this film business is stupid. They sold it to Seagram's. Oh, shit. For like... $4.9 $4.9 billion. What do they give a shit about a couple hundred million or 20, 30 million over here? Yeah. Because now they can sell the whole heap of shit to these guys. In that fiscal year, they wiped out the entire amount of debt from Waterworld. It was released in the next fiscal year and was very profitable for Universal. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. Little cog, big cog. <laughs> big cog, bigger cog. Gigantic cog, crushing all the other cogs underneath. So it's kind of, you know, and a lot of times you go, why did this happen? Why did that happen? It's like you say, there's many sometimes convoluted reasons that are beyond us all that don't make any sense.
1: I was just texted that you...
4: Ha- they just, I just got a text. It said,
1: well, it says it's, I just got a text. Bruce needs to rap, it says. I guess you have to leave. But- Bruce, Bruce sounds sleepy. Bruce, no, Bruce but-
4: has to get to the Waterworld uh,
1: show at There's Universal Studios. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question that I know a million people have asked you, but we haven't on this podcast. Uh, Briscoe County Jr. Briscoe County Jr. Maybe, uh, I mean, what would be wrong with that in the world? What would be wrong with that? Huh.
5: You know, I I enjoyed the hell out of that show. It was a lot of... Everybody wants to play a cowboy. Yeah. Everybody. And I got to do a year of riding around on horses and shooting guns and kissing wonderfully beautiful women while my wife was at various missions around the world. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we started really strong. Really strong on Fox. But I think what happened was, like in Reno... We were killing them, killing them, but not in San Francisco or Los Angeles, the big markets. Oh, yes. Right. So the secondary markets, again, big cog, little cog. Um, you know, Reno cried a lot when we canceled that. <laughs> and you know the end is near. That's always the depressing part. 1st we're going to send you for some promotion. Where? The world's toughest rodeo in Reno. <laughs> Oh, where where am I going to go? To the arenas? And we'll give some stuff away? No, there's some pawn shops we need you to go to. Holy shit. (laughs) I swear to God, some shyster in Reno went, I'll put some ads on your local World's Toughest Rodeo if you can get that guy in here for just an hour to sign some shit. (laughs) A, I split my pants that morning. (laughs) Because they want you to wear the dumb outfit. Right. (laughs) And I put the dumb outfit on, and I was doing something, stretching him out. the whole butt, gone. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, let's go to a pawn shop with a split butt. <laughs> and then it's, it was the, it's it gets so depressing because you there's okay there's some people there you sign their stuff, and then I had to go to the other pawn shop because mm. they had double booked me at pawn shops. And one guy kept going to all the pawn shops and would. <laughs> put something new in front of me to make me feel like I had never met him before or something. And um, so when you ask the question of Briscoe, I, I mostly just get depressed. about
1: it.
5: <laughs> No, but, you know, it's, it's hard to resurrect a show. Sometimes you can. I know they reissued it on DVD, and they did a great job with it, so people can still see it. It's out there. For a one-season show, a lot of the times they will vanish, but people have kept it at least alive enough that... It, that DVD is floating around there. I would like to, but again, now you got to go 20 years later. What do you do? What do you do with Briscoe? Jumping on those horses still? ha ha more blood. Yeah. You know, there goes my other hammy. <laughs> ah! Trying
1: to get up on the, uh, you know. Well, if anything else, I think it's also just to let you know that even though it may have gone one season, it's a show that people still do talk about and still still miss. I appreciate so, that. You Thank know. you very much. It was if great. For no
5: other reason. and hey, look, John Aston was in it. Jeez Louise. You know, working with yeah. these iconic guys from, I mean, I watch Adam's Family religiously. That guy was awesome. And the fact that he played Professor Wickwire... You know, the guy, there's certain guys that you work with, you go, yeah, that was, that was a stroke of luck working with that schmo. Because that guy was great. And then they turn out to be good. They yeah. turn out to be really good people, too. So you're not, a lot of people work with their childhood hero who's an asshole. And they go, oh, my God. It's terrible. Why did
1: it have to be this way? Why, yeah, this is, every, all, everything I know is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ash vs. Evil that will be back in October. We don't yeah. know the exact date, but just keep, yeah. keep your eye open for October. And get the Stars app. Yeah, get to watch it on the stars. Because everyone
5: Is that... goes, where can I get it? Right in your little hand. Yeah, it's easy. They've really tried to make it easy. Because I think studios are finally getting with a program of everybody's cutting cords. I want to watch it now. I want my Oompa Loompa now yep. on this device and then put it on my TV here mm-hmm. and then download it. You know, they want it all now. Yeah. And I think they're finally coming around to accommodate everybody's diverse needs. And I think we're finally realizing with all this binging crap... People don't watch a lot of TV. They watch an unbelievable amount of TV. Yeah, because now you can watch it everywhere. Have we maxed out on television? Are there too many shows? (laughs) No. we now got to like 10% of what you're demanding. (laughs) So it's great for schmoes like me. I'd be too old to do anything, but there's going to be lots of
1: people out there needing shows. Excellent. You well, know. thank you so much thank for taking you. time out thank of your Comic-Con schedule, you Bruce me. Campbell. Can we, we take a, a picture with Dick Cookies? Thanks, Thanks, man. Thank that you, was
2: thank wonderful. Guys. Thank
4: Appreciate
0: it. You. Oh, yeah. right. no, Sincerely, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bruce
1: Campbell!
0: God damn it, he's, he's awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, he's hilarious. He's fucking great. He, I have pictures from the first time he did the podcast, and he was demonstrating. He was de- demonstrating something about foley art, about the art of foley, and, and I have pictures of him getting up and doing footsteps on the desk we were podcasting on just to illustrate the point. But I mean, I Ash was one of the bright, shining. It came out uh, during a break that I had last year, like one of the small breaks. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Lydia and I watched the shit out of it. It was so fantastic. I feel like we could take a couple quiments, Uh If just, anybody cares. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> cares, we could do a couple Uh couple Sounds
0: um, like the audience is really whelmed by the idea. Well, just
1: one person. <laughs> one person, really, which is totally fine. I'll come back down. It's... Oh, it's... My it's a comment. It's, it's a,
0: a question. question. It's a it's comment. It's a comment. This is the iron and wine version of the song.
2: <laughs> it's a question. It's a comment.
1: It's a question. Nobody cares. <laughs> Um, my best friend knows how much I adore you and so last year she tried to find me a Chris Hardwick action figure and couldn't find anything so she actually made one (laughs) I know it was pretty awesome Um, but my question is when are we going to see something like that or even better a Chris Hardwick
4: pop figure
1: you know I I don't think my ego doesn't want that (laughs) I tweeted at the Funko people, who were very cool. They sent me, um, they sent me. Uh, Lydia, Lydia saw this Dark Crystal set with the Landstrider, and so I tweeted how much I wanted one, and they were nice. They sent me one, and I, I tweeted out like, "Hey, maybe a Chris Hardwick giant figure." Nothing, but, so, but this, I, mm, I'll post it on Instagram because I don't have the information right here. But uh, uh, a brilliant woman sent me. I don't know whose she stole, but she made a Chris Hardwick Pop vinyl doll and she hand painted the Pac-Man suit on like every tiny little dot and every and it was incredible. So I'll post it on Instagram because she deserves attention. Yeah, I should tell her. I told you know, I told the AMC people like, as a joke, make a talking dead action figure set with the tiny little baby hands on the coffee table and you could put I go as a joke, I guarantee you enough people would buy that just to be silly that it would justify the expense. But no one listens to me, uh, except you guys. So if, if you guys want it, maybe someone will listen at some point. But thank you very much. And tell your friend I said thank you for wanting such a thing. Yes, ma'am?
0: Hi. Um, so you work constantly. So what are you going to do for your honeymoon? Are you actually taking time off, or are you going to be tweeting from the Caribbean?
1: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Lydia to work with me. Uh... LAUGHTER in, in your pocket?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna... We are... Yeah, we're gonna go to Japan. Uh, we're gonna go to Japan for two weeks. I've never been. She's only ever been for a day and was just working in Tokyo for a few hours. So, yeah, we're gonna go and kind of just tour around. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm very, very excited about it. You know, ever since I got it, being with Lydia has made me... Like, I, what I didn't ever do before was look at the year and go, when can I take time off? So that's what I'm doing now is just figuring out when I can do that. So... That's knowing when I had a couple weeks off made it very easy to. When I said, we should get married in August because I know I have this two weeks off and we can just start planning that now. And so that's. Yeah. So romantic. Shut up. <laughs> it was practical. You know, we got engaged in Just se- like love, practical. <laughs> it was a very efficient way to do it. Uh, we are, because uh, we got engaged in September of last year. So it was, it was very easy to not have it be one of those like three or five year engagements. Because I knew, hey, next year I'll have this stretch of time off. Let's get married there. We'll take the honeymoon then. So I think it actually worked out very romantically, Jonah. TBD. Fuck. Fuck. Not TBD. Hang on. I, I want to get some people in the back. a little bit of a chance to. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you doing? How are you? Is there a Hall of Fame panel for At Midnight that you would love to have? A Hall of Fame panel for At Midnight? Like people who've already been on or people who've never been on? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think probably like Funches and, uh, Bill Murray and, uh, Aristotle. (laughs) Why not? Do you, do you have, uh, do you have kind of an all-star plan? Uh,
0: no. Okay.
1: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know how to get all the way. Shit. All right. Who's losing their mind over where? Over there, yes. Was, um, just asking for the Talking Dead. Um,
2: there's only like 50 people in your audience. Would you be able to like make the show bigger, like a space like this, so more of us get a chance to try and get on it, just to see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if we could get 1,200 people a week, but. Uh... <laughs> But I, but I have begged, the problem really is the studio size. The studio size is not big. It was, it was Craig Ferguson's old studio, and it just wasn't that big of a space. But he had bleachers in there, so they could accommodate more people. But he was also in there every day, and we're only in once a week, so we have to share that studio with other people. I, I said I thought we should have two or 300 people in the audience there, but they cannot physically accommodate that many people with the current setup and then have to tear that down every week and then let other productions come in. So, yeah, I, would, I, I, I said the exact same thing. Why can't we have two or 300 more people? And no one listens to me. That's the theme of my... Oh, I can't get through there. I'm so sorry. I want to reach you. There's no way to get to you except for rifling through these poor people who were just sitting here. I stepped on his foot, minding their business, not doing anything. I'm going to fall on this guy and then high-five him. And then and then, accidentally bonked these guys in the head, and I hit his knee, and Team
0: Mystic!
1: Yeah! This is rad.
0: printed it at work.
1: You are amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm moderating this panel tomorrow, so I'm going to show John Hankey, uh, who runs Neantic, that uh, this is, he was talking about how great it was that people do stuff like this. Yeah, I'll give him one. Although, if he takes one, does that mean he sides with Team Mystic? He could have both, but you'd, like, fuck Team Instinct, right? Because you didn't make a... <laughs> Are you guys in, all Instinct? Oh, that's adorable. Uh, what Do you have a question?
5: No, just presents.
1: Oh, well, I'm fine with that. Thank you. There's that, and there's that. Thank you very much. I, what is your name? Aaliyah. Thank you, Aaliyah. Yes. Um, it's it's long form, too, because it comes with a preamble. Um, as someone who's listened to the podcast, it's really awesome to see you guys, like, progress and you get into a relationship where you actually want to get married and have kids. And um, Matt, and you, like, getting ready to have kids and all that stuff. And
4: uh, Jonah with... If science uh, lets me. Science
1: theory, right. Well, you actually get to tell your kid they're one in a million. So that's right. pretty great. Ah!
4: then he's going to be like, but dad, uh, Jimmy at school, he's one in 80 million.
1: <laughs> you're, you get points for that. That was really awesome. I got points last year, too. I, I hazed um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. It was fun. Um, but uh, is there anything else? I mean, we know Mystery Science Theater. We know life and everything. Anything else coming up in you guys' near future that you're really, really excited about that you may have never thought you'd have a chance to do before? But... Now the future's so bright because all these new doors are opening. What do you think, Jonah? What's coming up?
0: Um, we did. It, we just shot another season of uh, The Meltdown with Jonah Kumail for Comedy Central. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really, it was really good. And then um, I don't think I'm supposed to say anything, oh, but I might just do more episodes of Hidden America and see. So, so. <laughs> yeah.
4: Matt Myra. Uh... I think August 1st I wrote on uh, the show on True TV called Fameless That's uh, David Spade's prank show and the first the first uh, the first episode of this new season has the favorite my favorite thing I've ever written uh, which is we, uh, we convinced uh, some poor soul that they were the last broadcasting newscaster during the alien invasion oh shit uh, and she buys it hook, line, and sinker and uh, Trump's going to win.
1: <laughs> oh, um, I did a show called The Wall that was pretty fun. It was It's a big, glitzy game show that I always wanted to do a big, glitzy uh, network game show. So it's for NBC, and LeBron James is the, one of the executive producers. Yeah, I, which is really funny because I, I don't have any real questions to ask him. Uh, and so uh, it is. It's just this really amazing... Where people can literally win millions of dollars, and it's a pretty—I don't know—I don't know—I hope people like it. I was an incredible experience doing it, but it's a pretty straight-ahead fucking game show. Dollars, yeah, yeah. money points. Uh, it's kind of fun to actually give. You know, I have all these different things that I do that satisfy all these different things that I like. You know, the Talking Series is all about fandom, and At Midnight's all about comedy and web culture and social media and. The wall is about really just giving people money and changing their lives. And so, it, yeah, I, I, it, it, I don't know when it's going to, maybe later this year, at the beginning of next year. But it's, it's coming, and, and it, was, it was a shit ton of fun to do. We, I, I took a week off last year from work. I, I took it during a vacation, and we shot 12 episodes. So that was really fun. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I, for you. I have to compliment you on your shoes. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, the D&D, after we did Force Grey, they sent me, uh, yeah, nice, nice. Um,
0: My question is, actually, regarding Force Grey, how many episodes do you have planned?
1: I think, ooh, shoot, it might have been, was it eight? I think we did eight, yeah. I think, because we shot it over two days. So we shot, you know, like, ten hours over two days, and I think they were chopping it up with eight. But it was so much fucking fun, and I really do think that part of the resurgence... For this type of tabletop gaming is you know people like Will Wheaton who make a show called Tabletop and remind people how fun tabletop games are another
0: question what's your
1: Because you and Will Wheaton were roommates and he shared a story of you not doing the dishes on tabletop yeah. basically left them on your bed and then you completely ignored them. What is one of your stories
0: regarding will Wheaton as
1: <laughs> uh, will Will would get really fast Will would get really obsessed with something And just because he Because he had a lot of money at the time You know, coming off Star Trek And everything He could buy that thing
4: Chris, it's credits
1: <laughs> That's how
4: Star Trek works
1: He had a lot of credits So I watched Will go through so many phases And my <laughs> It's fa- called phasers, Chris God <laughs> My favorite <It's> Star Trek <laughs> was a holodeck phase. (laughs) Now, he uh, the early 90s gave rise to the rave. And um, (laughs) that's right. And Will got super into raves and super into rave DJs and he bought this fucking crazy turntable set and I would hear him practice DJing. (laughs) Like I would hear him In their practicing He had it in our apartment What? What was his DJ name? Uh, I don't know if it was DJ Crusher I always called them double dubs So I don't know if he used that But uh, I don't know if he actually had a DJ name, but I swear to God, there was like a weekend where we're like, we're going to start putting on raves, and you'll design the flyer, and you'll book the, you know, the other DJs, and you can DJ, and then we'll just find a warehouse, and, you know, it was such a poorly conceived idea, we never did it. So yeah, uh, it was almost starting a rave company with Will Wheaton when he was... (laughs) fascinated by his, his DJs. Yes, well, I will get to you in a second. Hey, what's up? Hello? Um,
3: as always, I like to start my question with a gift for Matt Myra. Yeah. <laughs> a, an ink drawing of all of the uh, 007s over the years.
1: It is a fucking gorgeous drawing. This is yours? No, no, I picked that up at Gallifrey One. But I...
0: Does it appease the Lord? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what it is your, appeases. What is your question? And, <laughs>
0: Ask your question.
1: And then... Uh, I got engaged uh, to my beautiful wife Who unfortunately wasn't feeling well And had to go home after Why did you get engaged here? You were already married Heyo
4: No he got engaged here
1: I did get engaged here
3: And uh, you did answer the question At the first one But I wanted to I was going to ask if you got the Wrath of Khan Admiral Uniform
4: did ask uh, yeah, no, us. I did answer to the first one. Uh, Anovos, uh, John at Anovos, he was not happy with the stitching on the sleeve for the first version they did. So he's, he's making sure the stitching more accurately matches Admiral Kirk's uniform before they get me one. So uh, next year I hope to be here as an admiral. Hey, Chris. Is there, any way,
0: is there any way to combine The Walking Dead with The Talking Dead on the same DVD?
1: Oh, that's not what I thought you were saying. I thought you meant...
4: I thought so, too. I thought they were yeah. going to stumble into your studio in Georgia. It's
0: really meta. Well, I
4: thought... And you were still talking to a fucking camera that wasn't plugged in. Yeah. But you...
0: <laughs> Turns out you've been making it up all along.
1: <laughs> you, because people... You know, I got asked at the panel, at the Walking Dead panel they would would you ever be on the show? And I was like, well, you'd you'd have to not recognize me because I don't want to... People off, I always get accused of ruining Walking Dead anyway. I don't literally want to do it. Uh, but I said the only way I would be on the show is either if I was an unrecognizable zombie, which Nick Achero said fine. I said, or I think it would be really funny if they were all just out killing zombies and they come back to Alexandria and then I'm in their living room and they just sit down and I talk to them one at a time about their day. Like, Rick, tell me about that zombie that you killed. <laughs> uh, cool. So that would be fun. That's pretty good. But I'm watching The Walking Dead and you're not on after and I'm going through withdrawals. <laughs> oh. Well, I, you know, I honestly don't know why it's not on Yeah, the why DVD. wouldn't they put that on the Blu-ray? Well, it's not really available anywhere. It's not on Netflix. I don't, I don't know. And I honestly think it's probably... Usually when you have a question like that, it's usually lawyers or licensing or something. But it, I would be all for it. I wish, you know, Talking Bad was available on Netflix but in the U.K., so, I, I don't know. It's just outside my pay grade, and I don't know why huh. some things are and some things aren't.
0: Do you think a so lot of people much, binged You, you Talking do so Bad? You so
1: much with your show to explain. Go fuck yourself, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do so much to explain what's going on, you'll watch an episode that you haven't seen in four years, and you're
5: going,
2: what happened?
1: It is, it, what's interesting about Talking Dead to me is that it defies the way culture works now, Everything is available somewhere, and Talking Dead. There's almost no trace of it after it airs. So I honestly don't know. I guess I kind of feel like, oh, I guess we're special. You gotta watch us, mm, eh, Yeah, torrent it. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. So I apologize if it were up to me, but no one listens to me. Uh, yes. Okay, so I totally have a question. So I know you guys always do panels, like you know, like today, like Nerdist Live. It's amazing. When are you gonna have a hostful on a Sunday night? Are you guys ever gonna do? That? A hostful on a Sunday night, like like where? Like here tomorrow night. Like, could you guys ever do? That? Oh, okay. So you're. That's funny that you made uh-huh. that like a very general thing. And like, you know, anytime, like here tomorrow night. <laughs> it's here now because I love you guys. Like you, Matt, Jonah. I love the chemistry. Like. Well, I do too, and and you know. And,
4: and we love it too. We just uh, can't ever find our chemistry in the same room at the same time
0: in Los <laughs> Angeles. Yeah, like <laughs> look how close Chris has to be from us. Yeah. <laughs> When it's I just love, the three of us,
1: I love Jake and Ma- Mark. Uh, <laughs> Jake Fogelberg and Mark Marin.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it. it you know, like I said, it, and someone you would you would pointed it out, but these last six years, six and a half years that that we've been doing this. I mean, the the fact that we all keep coming back to the podcast and sort of checking in, but it's been really interesting. And I sort of threw it away before talking about jonah's evolution and we would teased him about like oh he was kind of lazy when he first started now he's doing all these jobs and you know here we are like legitimately we did kind of grow up in a way together on the podcast i mean age-wise we were all very much adults but but we really did sort of find ourselves during the podcast and now we're you know you guys are both married i'm getting married you're you know hopefully about to have kids i will at some point and uh you know, we might get
0: another dog. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's, I know. it's a big decision. We don't want to jump into anything.
1: I keep teasing Lydia about that. I'm like, we could get another cat. And she's like, that's not funny. I'm like, it's kind of <laughs> funny. Well, she's obsessed with she really loves the movie Jack and Jill. She really likes it. She thinks she really does. She goes, I know you think I'm crazy, but it's funny. And I go, it's not. And she goes, Well, how do you know? You haven't watched it. And I go, I don't need to. And and uh and she goes, well, I really think you should watch it and find out. And so I tease her. I go, okay, Jack and Jill are kids. Pick one. Pick one. Because <laughs> they're both going to affect me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but, I, but, uh, but these guys mean the world to me. And, and, and this has been such a, an amazing experience. And I hope we will continue to be able to do as many ho- you know, hostfuls. And, That's and, the
0: plan to do yeah. more.
1: But the, no. it, it got really hard to tour. plan on it it got really hard to tour the podcast for we were doing it but we were losing we were losing money every time cuz traveling the three of us three hotel rooms three airplane tickets going to theaters and then three people, hotel rooms it was two a lot of time yeah, yeah
0: we got to know each other real, real
1: well <laughs> but what would, what would happen is we'd go on the road and you know we can't we can't get a guest to to go to Iowa with us without paying a lot of money, so people would show up, but then there'd be a lot of people who'd go, well, who's the guest? And we'd go, well, it's just us. And people would be like, oh, okay. You know, we, always, we always kind of felt hurt by that. We're like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry we're not enough to bring you out. Yeah. So it, it it really kind of became more of the financials of it. It's just, it's very expensive to tour and these venue sizes are very expensive to even just turn the lights on. And so,
4: Luckily, you're here for this other thing that's happening this weekend.
0: I don't... Yeah,
1: yeah so that's ultimately... Hey, thank you. Yeah.
0: so we won't thanks be able to be everybody school. for listening to the podcast and coming and seeing us and being really awesome like it's this podcast changed my life you get a dick cookie and then chris is passing out dick cookies while i try to be sincere okay i'm sorry for i'm sorry go moment. ahead
1: this, this this podcast changed your life
4: <laughs> <laughs> you get a dick cookie <laughs>
0: Yeah. Boy. What were you what were you about to say? I was just just saying I I I appreciate everybody. I was all I was just now it feels fake saying It's not for us. Fuck you, you pieces of shit.
1: (laughs) There's the old joke. There he is. What have you picked
4: up the last six and a half years, man? A wife. (laughs) IVF bills. A sixty five fender stratocaster. Oh, yeah, I saw you carrying that. in mean, there then what's <laughs> that? I traded ten guitars for this. Seven. It was seven guitars. It was a good trade, guys. It's, uh, I'm going to pass it on to my dumb kid. <laughs> I assume he's going to be dumb. Oh, wow, it's like a Hirschfeld. That's very right uh, really cool. cool. Yeah. Thank you for my yearly gift, sir. It doth pleases.
0: <laughs> Sire, should yes. I gold plate the frame for you? I
4: think we played this in blood.
0: <laughs> Delightful.
4: <laughs> what do you guys
1: have to do tomorrow? Anything?
4: I'm driving back tonight. Nice. Jonah?
0: I was going to go walk the floor. I really haven't had a chance to do that yet. Oh, uh, Jonah, yeah.
4: I'm going to walk the floor. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many years of people thinking you're the nice one. <laughs>
1: That was funny when we first, the first times we started touring, because their dynamic in the beginning was Matt would just haze, I mean, Jonah would just haze Matt and be like, shut up, you piece of shit. And so the two things happened. When we would go on the road, people thought Jonah was a complete dick. So they would, they would say things like, you're fucking dick, man. He'd be like, what, what are you talking about? Or they would insult you thinking that's how you normally communicate.
0: Yeah, that's how I joke around with my friends. <laughs> yeah, I still get a panic attack sometimes when I, I like uh, meeting people after a Nerdist show because I just remember the girl that said you suck, and I go, but why? Why? She's like, <laughs> you're really mean to Matt. I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're just, but we're friends. Nope.
4: Co- just don't be mean. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Fucking asshole.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I hope you all
1: have a wonderful rest of your Comic-Con. I, I know that there are a lot of things that you can do, and we appreciate it every year when you guys uh, come out and spend this time with us. And, you know, we'll keep coming back as long as you guys keep coming out. So thank you so much for coming out to the Thanks Nerdist Podcast Live. Thank you so much. San Diego Comic-Con 2016. In
0: Enjoy
1: your burrito! Good night, San Diego! In the back...
2: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your
1: burrito. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.